video. It's the only way to get what you want to watch. Hello, my name watch. is Justin McClure, and I'm here today with Mark Hansen. And you're listening to the Bay Street Video Podcast, where we go through all the new Blu-rays and DVDs, hopefully not for the last time for a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we made it down here despite the... Yep, I walked. Yeah, look at you. So we're going to go through all the stuff that's been recently released, and shockingly, there is very few cult stuff. <laughs> I feel like it's been like this for a few weeks. What's now. going on? I know, where's all the cult stuff? Like, it's Shout has two releases this week, and that's it. Yeah, that's kind of it. I mean, for cult movies, I mean, we define cult stuff as like what? Yeah. Or sci-fi. Fi. Oh, like you can have comedy. comedy you know, cult stuff. You look you know, at it, yeah. and you know what it is. You know, but I guess there's nothing from Arrow this week. Nothing no. from Scorpion, our friends at Scorpion this week. That's Severin, right. You know, where, just, where are your sex comedies, Scorpion? I think we got them all right now. <laughs> so Shout is putting out two ones that everyone's been hungry for, though, because we got... Bug, directed by Jeannot Swarzak, the director of Jaws 2, yeah. which is so boring. I watched it recently. I Jaws 2, yeah. uh, there's an amazing uh, making of book because Jaws 1 has a famous like diary, the Jaws Logs, right. written by <laughs> Carl Gottlieb. And so they wanted to recreate that. It was the second one, I guess. So they got a journalist to come down. And it was such a sh shit show the entire time <laughs> that, like, they fired the director a few wow. weeks into it. They brought, brought on this guy who, like, recast. There's, like, 15 kids in the movie that are protagonists, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. only one of them dies. And in the original script, like, half of them died. Yeah, sanitized it. Ugh, but, you know, Girl. they gave him another chance was Bug. Yeah, people seem to like this movie, right? I've mm -hmm. never actually seen this one. Is this the one where the bugs, like, they're electric or they can shoot fire or something <laughs> yeah, like that? Something like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Shout's putting it out. They're special features. Yeah, I mean, people are hungry for the shit, yeah. right? <laughs> it's called Bug, you know. Yeah. People see that on the shelf. Like, Ooh, it's a good Bug. Time. Bug. And we also have, oh, finally, Ooh. In Seminoid <laughs> by Norman J. Warren. Okay, with so. The cover art I've ever seen. Oh, is this oh, the one where like, the. It's like the original theater. Yeah, where the, the woman is back and her yeah, legs are open and something's something flying out of coming her. Coming out of there, yeah. Are people this, like, obsessed with Norman G. Warren? What uh, is going uh, on? I, <laughs> This is a I mean, filmmaker. This is usually vinegar syndromes domain or arrows for or you know, um or sorry, the UK indicator, company. indicator, yeah, yeah, yeah. not arrow, indicator, yeah, yeah. Because Norman G. Warren, he's a filmmaker that every cult film fans runs into when they're young because yeah. he has great titles, great premises. Oh, yeah. Then you watch the movie and you're like, oh, what a not snore! Good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But his films have been released it endlessly in the last year. Yeah, and they sell well for us. So like the cult is still alive. I don't know. I haven't seen a Norman Warren film in a long time. Again, like yeah, mm -hmm. I watched a few when I was like a teenager. They have great titles, Bloody New yeah, Year. Yeah, I remember taking them up from the video store just based on like key art alone. Terror exclamation yeah, point. Prey, I thought yeah. was Prey was maybe the most entertaining one I saw. So are you selling like, a lot of copies of Inseminoid? Yeah. Because yeah. there was a Norman G. Warren box set that indicated know, that had but, all of his films. But it didn't, did it have Inseminoid? Oh, maybe it didn't. I don't think it had Inseminoid. Oh, it okay. had, that one had the stuff, the Vinegar Syndrome. Right, so Bloody New so Year, like, Prey, Prey okay. uh, Terror, like that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And these got all big special editions back in the day on DVD I, as did, well. Yeah, so it's I not think, even, because um, Inseminoid like, did, yeah. I know that, uh, Terror, Prey. Mm -hmm. So they've all been out there. I guess Norman G. Warren probably owns the rights to it. And he could just That's like put them so, out himself. Yeah. Hey, if they keep selling, you'll keep stocking keep them, right? Selling. Yeah, I mean, but like you said, it's the cover art, right? Mm. I think a lot of people still come in and blind buy his stuff that are maybe not familiar with it. They mm. just see the cover and yep. think it's going to be a good time. Well, you know, maybe we're wrong. Maybe, maybe there's will. big Insaminoid yeah, fans to, out there. Yeah, it's been a while. Maybe a real dull alien ripoff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also have classic films. Yeah. 
violin. The violin, yeah. The important cinema club theme song for anybody who listens to that show. It has the opening is. And I literally searched. I knew that's the song I wanted. Rich people music. First thing that came up. Beautiful. Uh, Salesman being released by Criterion. Mark, you can speak to this. I'm sure you're a big fan. <laughs> I've actually never seen this. This is a classic documentary, though, from the Maisels brothers who did uh, the Grey Gardens movies. Mm. And it's just, they apparently worked as traveling salesmen before they became filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And so it's just about them following, I believe, a group of Bible salesmen in America in, uh, it was the 60s, the mid to late 60s. And it's just a cinema verite kind of documentary. It's kind of one of considered one of the best documentaries ever made. And you haven't and seen I have it. I've not seen it. You dockhead, you. I know. And it's one I've always really. I need to dive into the Maisel brothers' work more because mm. honestly, I haven't actually seen Green, Grey Gardens either. Wait, did, they didn't make Gimme Shelter, did they? I think they did actually. Yeah. What? Have you seen that one? No, I know. But you've it's seen the huge... Jean-Luc Godard one, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Of the Rolling Stones. For the Devil. How I've dare seen parts you? of that one. Yeah. Have you seen parts? You've seen all of it. I, I haven't actually. I haven't sat down and watched the whole thing. I'm just No, you, like you got it. it. Those okay, parts. Okay, fine. I've watched it, all right? <laughs> yeah. I've seen every single, to give it. I've seen every single Jean-Luc Godard film. <laughs> Log it into Letterboxd. I I whip myself after. <laughs> <laughs> you have your Jean-Luc Godard. Oh, yeah. um, what is it called? The, yeah. the thing that you whip your back with? It's going to bug me. It has a very funny name. every, like, Religious-y thriller. Yeah, classic ones like the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> yeah, and Paul exactly. That's whipping exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> oh, too. it's on the tip of my tongue. What is it? It's not um, sister. It's oh, everybody's like listening, screaming at us what it yeah. is. Mace. No. All right. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I whipped myself. No, it's like the big thing. No, the club with spikes on it. I know. It. I know. Like. <laughs> Thor. Passion of the Christ. He was getting. <laughs> yeah. Was Remember all the like big deal about the special effects? Thing. I recently watched yeah. the three-hour documentary on the Passion of did Christ. You? Yep. Why? Because <laughs> we did an episode of the Important Cinema Club on it. Oh, really? They okay. are very um, proud of the special effects that they did. Oh, Why doesn't Mel Gibson just make a are. horror movie? Yeah, you know. Yeah. He should just make a horror movie, mm-hmm. a really grotty horror movie. Yep. I mean, he uh, has Which, Apocalypto, yeah. Passion of the Christ. I like Apocalypto. You like Apocalypto? I do. I'm actually a fan of Apocalypto. It's just like a pulpy, super violent uh, action film. Yeah, I mean. All right, so moving on. A great double bill with salesmen, the Ten Commandments, or triple bill. (laughs) Triple bill. You get uh, the 1923 version and the 1956 version, which me and Mark admitted we've never seen before either. Uh, So, yeah, this is the 56 version has been on Blu ray before, Mm -hmm. but never the silent film. So, this is a big deluxe edition that Paramount's putting out. Uh, they're getting back into the kind of deluxe Blu-ray editions now. They just announced they're doing this Paramount Presents. Uh, yeah, they're series. probably getting to the boutique yeah, thing. Yeah, so, but this is this is not part of that, but it's like a big set. It's got a book in it, and it's got all three discs, all these features, and then the 23 film. Yeah, I've never seen The Ten Commandments. Why would you? Sorry. Yeah, I don't like know. Like, if I someone's mean, not forcing you to, why <laughs> would you watch thing. this movie? My, I never grew up in a religious household. My parents never were into that kind of stuff. Mm. I might have seen parts of it on TV over the years, maybe when I was younger, but... It's three hours long. I never had to watch it in school. Aren't you a Charlton Heston completist, though? I never liked Charlton Heston. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it just bothers me. Yeah, because Roger Moore told you not to like him, right? Exactly, yeah. Roger Moore, yeah. (laughs) Roger Moore. Roger Moore did tell me that. He hated Charlton Heston. (laughs) The the Roger Moore-Charlton Heston feud. Feud. Oh, it went on for decades. Mm. Charlton Heston was supposed to be James Bond. Uh, Yeah, right? All right. People listening are like, is that true? Yeah, Let me go what look. What are they talking about? <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, you know what? You're absolutely right. I saw Bowling for Columbine when I was like a kid. Yeah. And I was like, who is this crazy old man? Mm-hmm. That's it. And he is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I he mean, is. Not, He's now that's dead. Not even, and they ripped the gun from his yeah, hands. They did. 
We also have a bunch of Kino releases. A lot of Westerns. Yeah. Are these DVD it's or Blu-rays? It's Western Week. Over. Western these are Blu-rays. Week. <laughs> these are Blu-rays. It's Western Week at Kino. Though. It's Western Week we every week at Bay <laughs> Street Video. I know. But we do get this with Kino sometimes. They release like four or five Westerns in the same week that are all kind of sort of related. Although, I'm looking at the first title, and this actually is not a Western, man. The Shadow. Oh, it's not? No, it's like, well, they they call it like a modern Western kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not a Western. But it does star Ar- Orson Welles. Ooh, and yeah. it was directed by but Jack it, Arnold. Yes. Maybe so. I was just thinking because the last Jack Arnold film I watched was the retitled Boss. Right. Starring Fred Williamson, <laughs> which course. was a Western. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, I don't know. This looks interesting. I'd never actually heard of this film before uh, ordering it in, but Orson Welles is all over the cover, so it's one of his rare big acting performances in a film mm. that he didn't direct. I mean, he acted a lot. He did, he did, but like, I think people consider this a pretty good film. It's kind of like a noiry modern western, is at least what the back describes it as. So I've been silent for a long time as Marcus talks, I've been looking <laughs> yeah, up what that weapon was called. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, Cat of uh, Nine Tails. Do you want to take a break here or something? <laughs> Cat of Nine Tails. Cat of Nine Tails. Finally, I got it. Yep. Uh, See, I knew it was a see, weird I title. Know. I wasn't thinking that. Okay. And so, uh, Canyon Passage, that is a western, 1946, Jacques yes. Tourneur. Uh, say it all French-like. Yeah. <laughs> like Paint me like one of your French Jacques ladies. Tourneur film, yeah. <laughs> and uh, this one stars Logard Stewart as, did you just get the Titanic reference? I, I, I just, I just registered it right now. <laughs> as a businessman, a dilemma because he is torn between two women in Oregon. Ah, what a life. Ah, yeah, right. I mean, Tourneur directed a lot of Westerns. They don't usually get talked about very much. I think it was mostly like yeah. studio jobs, but they're supposedly really good ones. Yeah. There's director of Out of the Past, not Night of Cat the Demon. People. Yeah, Cat People. Jean. He did Night of the Demon, actually. Yeah, yeah. sorry, that was uh, Curse of the Demon because that's two demon. Diff- different yeah. titles. Sorry, I love Jacques Tourneur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, right. yeah. I love Jacques Tourneur. What about uh, James Nielsen, the director of Night Passage from 1957? Don't have really anything to say about him. Mm, But, oh, this is the James Stewart uh, double bill, isn't it? Because there's another James Stewart movie in here somewhere. (laughs) Unless I'm mistaken, I'm looking down the list. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe not, yeah. I just got James Stewart on the brain. Uh, I've never heard about this one. Yeah, it looks like Night Passage, Railroads, Payroll with J.C. Flippin. Never heard of that name, but Audie, Audie Murphy. Murphy. Love that guy. Yeah, you know, Audie Murphy is a name I recognize because we have you so many You've never seen any of his Audie movies? No, Do you know I what mean, he's famous for? No. He was a World War II soldier who had, like, one of the highest kill counts. And when really he came back, he... Um, I think the first movie he starred in may have been The Red Badge of Courage, which is okay. a famous uh, adaptation of a book that John Huston directed. That's probably its biggest claim to fame is that uh, Lillian Ross wrote a book called Picture about the making of it, where she followed it from pre-production to the end. Great stuff. And Audie Murphy is in that movie, and he's supposedly, like, very blank, and he kind of had a nervous breakdown later on in his life, but he played mostly Western roles as, like, the hero and then later on the villain. He's very popular around Mm -hmm. these these parts, that's for sure. (laughs) Wait, so The Rare Breed, the next movie from 1966, that one, no, James Stewart is in that one. That's Uh, where I got that name, yeah. Okay, okay. And that one's directed by Andrew V. McLagan. No, don't know that name either. Yeah, sorry, I, I all these don't, studio I don't directors have much to say about any of these westerns. <laughs> westerns. <so. laughs> we know your anti-western you know, you know mark. On classic westerns, musicals, sorry. and westerns. Yeah. Wait, so only classic westerns, but neo westerns. Yeah, They're I'm all down there with the uh, neo American outlaws. <laughs> yeah, like American outlaws. Lone yeah. Rangers. Yep, exactly. Uh, we also continue our Alec Guinness parade <laughs> with Whiskey Galore, the Maggie. But this time, they're actually released by Film Movement. Did they release the last ones too? 
They no Kino put out. So all there's those like a Alec war Guinness. about well, Alec uh, yeah. Guinness movies. Well, with these ones, they're part of that Ealing comedy collection, mm-hmm. which Film Movement has. Yeah. So Film Movement's been putting out the Ealing stuff, like uh, Titfield Thunderbolt and Passport to Pimlico. Came mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. So this is part of that line. I guess they're just putting them all out now. They've I guess these the Maggie is a like Whiskey Lore is a pretty big film. The mm-hmm. Maggie I guess is a smaller one. So they've just kind of combined it on this. The Ealing comedies are just are really popular here, and I've never seen any of them. <laughs> yeah. So clearly, I have a lot to say about Yeah, it sounds like um, <laughs> when you're quarantined in your home, you need to watch some Males Brothers. <laughs> exactly. And some... <laughs> and some Ealing comedies. comedies. And some Westerns and musicals. And when you get back, you better love both those I things, know, Mark. I know, I'm shocked at how popular these are still today, and not even with the young kids, older right? generation. Yeah, no, actually... There's a younger crowd. I don't believe that. Well, not like young, like us. <laughs> like us? Like maybe, but like, but you know, these movies, I would think, would only so wait, appeal to like 60 plus or so something. So like 50-year-olds. Yeah, like 40-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. There's some 40-somethings, I think, that are Well, they were Ealing unavailable comedies. for a while. They were, And yeah. now that all these companies are putting them out, because I assume Sir Ealing passed away <laughs> and the rights went to I other know. people. Well, Anchor Bay actually was the initial rights holder mm. way back. They had a DVD set. Ealing comedies, which was insanely popular here, and then they were just gone forever. Mm. And we also have uh, the film that inspired the masterpiece, uh, <laughs> Vanilla Sky. Yeah, Open I, your I, eyes, nineteen ninety seven. You like Vanilla Sky? So you're Vanilla, definitely when, a Cameron. Vanilla Crow Sky kid. was my when I saw it in theaters. And yeah. it was like. 14 years old. Nobody yeah. can see me it doing the head my explosion. favorite movie of all time for like three years. That after is that. bananas because <laughs> even know. I knew it wasn't I, that I had good. A when I had Tom Cruise's fit, like the Vanilla Sky poster. <laughs> so wait, did you see Open Your Eyes and you're like, so I did Cameron Crowe improved so upon yeah, it. I, yeah, I actually did. So I saw Open Your Eyes afterwards because yeah. I was like, oh, this is a remake. I didn't even know. And I, I thought Vanilla Sky was actually better at the time. All right. What was the thing that you, you loved about Vanilla? I mean, you skyheads out there. Yeah. You know what? It's the story, the twisty story at that time, you know. Weren't we like. I, I also thought Fight Club was like my favorite movie at that time. I was so, going to say I that. Mean, weren't we just like deluged by stuff then, like yeah. The Matrix? Exactly. Were you like, before yeah. Vanilla Sky came out, did you go, oh man, you know what my favorite film is? The 13th Floor. <laughs> what is real? What is you know not what? real? The 13th Floor, I would say, holds up a little better. It does than not you hold up because I watched oh, it a few on, years no, ago. No. I was I, I was a big fan of. I had a memory in my head that there were even like more twists where like no. they don't know what's real or what's not real, and that there was like nine levels of it, like Inception. No, that was not the case. Definitely not. I uh, mean, World on a Wire, which is like mm, also inspired yeah, by the same Fastbender's book, film, is better and a little. Is that more based on complex? the Thirteenth Floor? On the same book. So I did not know that. Yeah, they're both adaptations of the same novel, strangely enough. Mm. But, Do you, um, does that ever happen to you that as a kid you remember a movie better than it was and you watch it? Like, I remember... Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> I thought it was Groundhog Day for the longest time, but it ended up being... Uh, I don't remember what his name is. It's the guy who directed Nightmare on Elm Street 2, which is also going to come up this episode. Oh, yeah. Jack something. Uh, he also did The Hidden. Yeah. It's um, not Jack Starrett. Nope, it's uh, Jack Shoulder. Shoulder, that's yep. right. And I confuse this repeating day thing with... A movie called 1201 that Jack Shoulder directed, right. which is a Groundhog Day that, premise. And in my mind, it had a completely different ending that I remember vividly. And the movie does not have that ending. And I'm like, where did I get that? Did I see that somewhere else? Yeah. Was it maybe like an episode of Outer Limits? Yeah. Like, I don't. And it had such an existential ending, too, which is that the guy keeps repeating the same day. And finally, he defeats the bad guy. And as he's being like taken away by the police, the hero's like, 
you know, the bad guy's like, this isn't over. And the hero's like, yep, I'm going to be doing it uh, tomorrow as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's like an unending cycle oh, that he can't even, like, do I it. I like that ending. Yeah. yeah. And um, how disappointing that it's not. That it wasn't that, that it actually had kind of, like, yeah. a fun ending. Jack Shoulder directed an amazing movie. I don't remember what the title is. But it's about an out-of-control car on a highway. Right. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> and it's just, like, one car and, like, helicopters yeah. are trying to get it and stuff like that. That's a very funny premise. <laughs> Probably based I on a true story or some kind. Like no, it's not sentient. It's, like, the brakes. Don't it's, work. It's oh, just like it's just like it's like unstoppable. That's amazing. <laughs> Except it's like kind of stoppable. <laughs> kind of stoppable. They yeah. eventually stop. Did I ever tell you the story of my friend watching Unstoppable in the theater? He had the greatest no. reaction, which is like there's like a scene where have you seen Unstoppable? Like, I've actually not seen the train. Uh, one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite films. The train is about to hit a bus full of kids <laughs> and it's like it's building up it's building up yeah. it's building up and then someone just pulls a lever and, the, and, and the, the train just goes on a different track and my friend in the theater went bullshit like really loud <laughs> and the people in front of him like turned around and looked at him <laughs> which with is, kids there which not. is my second favorite reaction because that same friend once saw Final Destination in 3D and somebody no saw in 3D okay. I think and somebody came in 15 minutes in, sat beside him, and then turned to him and said, did I miss the part where the pig man comes out of the screen and grabs <laughs> an audience member, which was only in the trailer? But the fact that he thought that happened in oh, the movie great. is so good. What we're talking about, awesome. right, open your eyes. Open your, your eyes, eyes. Vanilla Sky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Twisty movies. Sorry, um, I looked at the time and realized, oh, man, we're going to fish real early. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Vanilla Sky. Yeah, sorry, where were we? Vanilla Sky. That was a favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think because I was a kid and I was stupid back then, I, uh, <laughs> I really liked <laughs> the thing I liked about. So I did like Cameron Crowe. You loved Almost Famous, did. right? I did like Almost Famous. I loved Almost but Famous. But at the time, I did like Vanilla Sky more than Almost Famous. <laughs> okay. Because I liked the twistiness of it because I was just obsessed with twist stories. But I also liked that he brought a pop culture sense to this. <laughs> and I, okay, hear me out. Hear me out here. Oh, this is your your this thesis is, this is for Vanilla Sky. I'm, I'm not saying Vanilla Sky holds up because I haven't okay. seen it in years, but uh, I remember liking it a lot at the time and being obsessed with it because of the fact that he bring what Open Your Eyes doesn't have because it's essentially the same story mm-hmm. as Open Your it's Eyes. The same twist. It's the, the same, same twist. Yeah. It's li- and I, that's so, what I, was I hope we're not spoiling these yeah, movies for when, you. When I saw Open Your Eyes, I was actually shocked at how similar mm-hmm. it was, but. What he does, Cameron Crowe brought like this pop culture sense to it. So yeah, it's Stu. He likes his pop songs and everything. His but, old man pop songs. Yeah, but he used that as a plot device as to because the whole twist is spoiler alert if you haven't seen this twenty year old movie now mm-hmm. is that basically the second half of the movie is all a dream. Mm-hmm. It's all he's in like some future world and he's like hooked up his lifeless body to this like never ending dream and this dream has been constructed from a lot of the pop culture things that were big in his life that are that are placed throughout the first part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas Open Your Eyes never had that pop. It's still the same, yeah. like the whole, it's a dream thing, but it never had the pop culture references yeah. as much. And I did like that. About did you Vanilla hear Sky. that there was so. like, I heard, did you ever hear that he like shot or wrote like 30 pages after he wakes up to kind of differentiate from Open Your Re- Eyes? Cameron Crowe? Cameron Crowe, Interesting, yeah. I did not know that. I know there's like, they re-released Vanilla Sky on Blu-ray mm-hmm. years back and they had like an alternate ending, which I've never watched or anything. Mm. I don't know how that oh, different. Back like, in the day when they were extending stuff against yeah, uh, the, yeah. the filmmakers' wills. Like I remember there was like, um, what was that? 
Tears of the Tiger or whatever, the Anton Juan yeah, Fuqua Tears movie. Of the, Tears of the Sun. It's Tears yeah, of the Sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and they, they would just put deleted scenes into the movie and call it the extended edition, which is like, yeah. oh, God. Yeah, I don't know with the Vanilla Sky ending if it was yeah. what camera. Was it like the bootleg cut of Almost Famous? I had always heard there was a different ending, because mm. even in the Vanilla Sky trailer, this is how much I remember. <laughs> there are shots in the trailer yeah. that aren't in the movie, especially from the ending. Yeah. Um, some of it from, because Open Your Eyes, the whole twist ending where he figures out what's going on, it, it goes on a bit longer than it does in mm-hmm. Vanilla Sky, and I think they shot all of that for Vanilla Sky as well and then just truncated it a bit. I don't know. I, I thought Vanilla you Sky still was love Vanilla Sky. I still like Vanilla Sky, but I also like Open Your Eyes a lot. Uh, Penelope Cruz is obviously in both of these films. Oh, she's also the in the same. next film we're about to talk about. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, you know what? I still like Open Your Eyes. I still mm. think it's really cool. I think the twist is kind of... Maybe lame in retrospect because so many other movies, movies have, have done, done it. it. Like, but it's still a really good the movie. The 13th Floor? Like, the 13th Floor. So <laughs> many movies have done this. Oh, it's all a dream. I think that like, what's uh, me, I mean, it's all a dream. It's the lamest it's twist. It's the lamest twist, twist ever, in the world. But I think it does it really well. And, you know, Open Your Eyes is directed by Alejandro Ametabar, who went on to do The Others, which I really like, mm-hmm. and a lot of other films that... <laughs> a lot of other films. Uh, you know, The Sea Inside was a good film. You know, yeah, what, what, what else has he made? He made Agora. I remember that. Like, oh, that was, that was a big blockbuster. Yeah, which I never actually saw, no. but I know some people like I don't mm-hmm. really know what he's been doing since. Oh, mm-hmm. he, you know what? He made an awful Canadian film <laughs> a few years ago. Yeah, now that's... Uh, called Regression with Ethan Hawke. Did you ever see that? No. Emma Watson. It's a really it's shot in Canada. Is Scott Speedman in it? Probably. <laughs> I'm say, you know what? That's Probably. a true sign yeah. of Canada for anyway, me. So maybe he's not doing good stuff anymore. But you know cool. what happened to those guys? Like the guy who did City of God as well. I know yeah, it's a completely different right. country. Yeah. But. You know, they do this big hit, and then it's just kind of anonymous dross Well, he went to that. Canada, too, right? For blindness, blindness. Which was terrible. With his uh, creative partner, Don, Don McKellar. McKellar. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the next one is Mask and Anonymous. The, oh, no, it's our blind and it's our week's blind Woo! So I'm shocked that you haven't seen this one. Yeah. Because you know, it is a parade of <laughs> B-listers. That Holy, it, is it ever. <laughs> it made me feel so good for like the first 40 minutes where like every scene would introduce someone new. Oh like, my God, I know. Chris Penn and uh, Christian Slater. Slater. Oh, it's Val Kilmer. So have we actually said what the title of this uh, is? Masked and Anonymous. Masked yes, and I have. Anonymous. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I had that same reaction. It was like this parade of yeah. When Christian <laughs> it's Slater like it's a like, mad, 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 mad I world know. of the early two thousand. Who, who was your favorite uh, cameo? Ooh, I, know, I mean, I know what mine was. Uh, it was nice to see like Fred Ward show up. Yeah, for like uh, half, uh, half, a, half a second at a at a bar. You're not gonna say Bob Dylan, are you? No, well, he's the star, you know. Yeah, who was your favorite cameo in this movie? Val Kilmer, ladies I, and no, gentlemen. I said Val Kilmer. <laughs> I know. Shows I know. up with, like, I know, a I just scars, like, yeah. and he's like an animal just rambling uh, yeah. throughout and the movie. And he has, like, the line that uses the title. In yeah. It, right? Like, humanity's massive anonymous. Up the movie, so to speak. I mean, I like seeing uh, Mickey Rourke, too. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So I rough-looking was Mickey Rourke there. aware of this movie when it came out because me it was too, a huge bomb. It was, yeah. yeah. People... Hated this. I remember being intrigued by it, but I was never like a crazy Bob Dylan fan. I was never a Bob so. Dylan. I'm surprised that you weren't a Bob. Wait, what did you like musically? Oh, wait, no, you like nothing. Vanilla Sky, I, I, The Beatles. I, I like screamo music when <laughs> oh, I was that Oh, yeah. Age, Alexis know. on Fire. Yeah, Alexis you look on like you'd be in a screamo you know? band. I was a big Limp Bizkit fan. Oh, no, I'm looking at the shirt that you're wearing. Hasn't that band been canceled? Which band? Oh, Death from Above. <laughs> yeah, 1979. Oh yeah, they're like real, or they went on like right wing podcasts oh, and stuff like really? that. Wow. Yeah, I'm informed. <laughs> uh, I haven't listened to Death from Above since that one album that they put out. No, two albums. Oh yeah, and they're, two? They're EP. I was really into them at least. 
Billy. Uh, Billy Talent. Zombie. That's a big one. You know, I never really got into Billy Talent. <laughs> they were screamo, much. weren't they? They were. Too melodic for you. No, they just played their their like two or three songs on Much Music all, all the, the time. time. I just got so sick of it. You know, I talked about this on another podcast. I do nothing such thing as a bad movie, and yeah. everybody that's not Canadian was like, "We don't know who Billy Talent is." Yeah, nobody knows. It's so it was just like okay, they played every concert as I well. Know, if they're yeah. jazz or tulip fest. Billy Talent and are you know there. What? I never saw them live, even though I went to a lot of those kind of shows. Mm-hmm. I thought I would have seen them live. Yes, but never did. Man, I went to a jazz fest because my dad is a guy that like goes to every concert. Like he still goes uh, to concerts yeah. now to like that's bars. Really, that's cool. And yeah, he yeah. likes to like find new kind of dad rocky music. Right. Um, but we went to a concert that was like. 15 hours long in the sun in Ottawa and all I remember from the end is just vomiting. (laughs) I'm like, you gotta stop the car. And that was, it was like Big Sugar played. Oh, Big Sugar. And I think like live, it ended with live, no, that show ended with Great Big C and we had listened to their live album endlessly in car rides when we were camping and their live show was so close to their live album they might as well just put robots (laughs) My dad's the kind of person who loves live, the okay. band. Yeah, no, so no, band. he doesn't like Nickelback, but he likes That's live. Good. That's good. And least. we once went to go see yeah, live. Live's kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> we went. We once went to go see live in concert that opened for Nickelback and then left. Oh god! Because my dad's That's, like, That's the right my dad's move, like, we yeah. don't want to see Nickelback. <laughs> so you know, nobody does. <laughs> yeah, nobody does. Oh my god! I mean, yeah. April Levine did wanted to, but now oh, she's Jesus. dead, as everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, we all know Avril Levine does not exist on this world. So Mass and Anonymous. Um, yeah, so I was never, I mean, I don't dislike Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. I was just never like a Bob Dylan head. Um, and yeah, I was intrigued because of the cast when it came out and then just kind of forgot about it. I mean, we, let's I just mean, go through the cast like a real fan because oh it has yeah. an amazing So it's cast. got a reunion of Jeff Bridges and John Goodman yes. from Big Lebowski, which is, they're kind of like, yeah. Besides Bob Dylan, they're like the, the stars. Maybe? I like to I say know. that um, this is like the evil version of David Byrne's True Stories. Yeah, where it's yeah, a yeah, very yeah. similar yeah. plot where they're putting on like a big concert. Yeah, a concert. Yeah. I didn't realize it took place in this like post-apocalyptic almost kind of. Well, they life. don't say what country it is. Yeah, this was like a weird wave post 9/11. Yeah, where like remember that John Cusack film War Incorporated? I, that's what I thought of when <laughs> yeah. I was watching. I think it has the same plot. Is it it's the pop star yeah, going yeah, yeah. to a country exactly. to like do a thing? I saw that in theater. <laughs> you are one of the few people that I did. Definitely was. Yeah. And um, so yeah, so it's like they're doing a benefit concert. John Goodman's kind of in trouble. Yep. And uh, Jessica Lange is his mm. partner slash yeah. maybe. It's a weird movie because it like throws you right into it. It feels yeah. like it's already happening. Yeah, yeah. And it um, looks like crap. It was funded by the BBC they, and it looks like a yeah. BBC well, I show. Right after they shot it on digital too. Yeah, right? and, and they shot it in early digital look. And they shot it in twenty days. Yes. <laughs> so they shot it very quickly. Uh, it's directed by Larry Charles. Yep. He's probably most famous for Borat. Yeah, well, he was a big uh, writer, producer mm. on Seinfeld yeah. and Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> and a lot of 90s sitcoms. It's work. got none of but that then, yeah, comedy in no, this movie. And then the Sasha Baron Cohen stuff. Did you hear the story of, like, how it came about that, like, in the 90s, Bob Dylan wanted to do a Jerry Lewis-style slapstick film? No way. And he saw it as maybe a TV series, so that's how okay. he reached out to Larry Charles, who was really big at that time. Yeah. And Bob Dylan had just, like crumpled up notes of like lines or a character name. And he's like, can we make something of this? So if you look at the credits of the film, it's written by Larry Charles and a pseudonym for Bob Dylan. It's like Sir Hey something. No, they both have pseudonyms. Even Larry Charles has a pseudonym (laughs) because it goes with masked and anonymous. They have like French names, pseudonyms, both of them. So all these stars are getting together to do a big benefit concert. There's Penelope Cruz. Yes. Uh, She plays like the girlfriend of Jeff She has nothing to do. She has nothing to do in this movie. Um, And Giovanni Ribisi. Which gets one scene. 
Levine, which yeah. is hilarious. Um, Luke uh, Wilson is Luke in it. Luke Wilson, yeah. yeah that's right. Back in his Luke, Luke Wilson. Wilson yeah. You hate Luke Wilson. Yeah. How has it's anybody just generated? So bland to me. <laughs> <laughs> Did I people know, tell you you look like Luke Wilson as well? No, nobody ever did. Okay, that, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's something about him that just bothers me. Isn't he the classier Wilson brother? Not no, a, he had some drinking problems too. No, no, I mean, he, as far yeah. as like movies oh. go, yeah, because uh, he's the one who tried to commit though? suicide, didn't he? No, it was Owen. Wilson. That was Owen Wilson. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just confusing I it from the Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I liked him in the Royal Tenenbaums mm-hmm. and like the early Wes Anderson stuff. You know, I, I liked old school when I was a kid. But oh, like, I forgot about old yeah, school. I thought he worked in that. Do people still watch that movie? I mean, yeah, I think it's pretty. Uh, Problem. Yeah, days, it's, it's not like an Animal House classic or anything like that. It's like Animal House, but even Animal House. Was, yeah, nobody watched, but people though, still bring know, it up. I don't hear anyone bring up old school. No, I mean, I, you know, I get some chuckles out of it. That was a massive time. hit when it, it came huge, out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so Bass and Anonymous. Personally, I hated this movie. You uh, hated it? I, I would have thought that you would have had some uh, kind of like watching a car crash kind honestly, of feeling. Man, I thought this movie was so insufferable to sit through. <laughs> because so it, you were like every critic when it came out, except for Johnson yeah, Rosenbaum, yeah, people, who put it on his top <laughs> ten. That, yeah. And Stephanie Zacharek, I believe. I don't like, know who I, that is. Uh, she writes for Time Magazine. Okay, she loved the movie? She, I think it was her. Yeah, because I was just reading through like the Metacritic score. Yeah. She had one of the it's highest. Metacritic movie. scores? Yeah. That still exists? Yeah, they still have those. On, like, <laughs> That's for the classier people than Rotten yeah, Tomatoes. I like Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but yeah, she was like, her review was something like, oh, I just treasure this movie. It's just, it was some sort of pretentious way of saying that she loved it. So I don't know. I, this movie just felt to me like a bunch of like old famous people, old-ish yeah. famous people getting together. getting together and having this like wacky idea. But there's the no jokes in the movie. That, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Was like, Where are the jokes in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Like what is supposed to be funny? It was just like a bunch of Rich people thinking they're like making something weird and funny, but like it doesn't. But I can understand all the like, like big all. Bob Dylan heads loving this movie because it's like, yeah. oh, you know, it's about Bob Dylan himself. He's unknowable and he's kind of stiff and mysterious. Bob Dylan, oh man, but don't I even get me started. I have to say, like, he was like the worst part. <laughs> he's the best like, part. He's so bad <laughs> in the movie. He's stiff. He doesn't want to oh, be my, there. There was one review. His little that, mustache. One review I saw a, a part of said that uh, you could replace Bob Dylan with a with a. <laughs> piece of wood with Bob Dylan's face uh, drawn on it, it would be the same thing. Probably like, like yeah, Madame Tussauds wax dummy would be more charismatic oh than Bob God, Dylan in the so film. And you know what? The musical sequences, he's great. He like, plays a lot of songs. He plays a lot of songs. And that was probably the best part Nominated of Nominated for a Grammy. Yeah? Yeah, it was. I mean, his narration, though, is brutal. What me. is I, Jeff Bridges doing in this movie? There's a scene know. where he, like, questions Bob Dylan, and it feels like that yeah, questioning scene in so Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, it's so, like, up close. Yeah. Would you and turn Bob- a turtle over if you found it on the road in the yeah. sun? <laughs> You're and like, yeah, what's Jeff going on? Jeff is all up in his face, yeah. and Bob Dylan's just blank and emotionless throughout this whole thing. Listen, if you want a kind of manic, crazy comedy with famous people in it. Why don't you check out Breakfast of Champions? The yeah, Bruce Willis you know I, would, I would rather recommend Breakfast of Champions, <laughs> which is also a mess, but yeah. like, at least that was more entertaining. The people to me. feel committed in that one. You know, yeah. yeah. And with this, I don't know, it just felt like, especially from Larry Charles, who I do like his comedy a lot, mm. they're just 
Like you're right, there's no jokes in it. Yeah. Like, there wasn't a single moment that made me even like smile or chuckle a bit. I was just uh, sitting there like Bob Dylan, blank faced, watching this movie. <laughs> what am I getting out of That's this? That's how Bob Dylan wanted you to feel. I know. You know, I'm glad about these blind buys because I would have never watched no, this I movie. Never watched. And now <laughs> I know I was curious when yeah. you picked it. I was like, you know, I have wanted to see this. Let's see what let's see what This is a shout select release, though. It so is, does it have yeah. any new special features? Or it's probably just porting yeah, over. It's probably just porting hey, over. Hey, we didn't even mention Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. No, we did. We oh, we did. And the, and the fact that like it reveals that Bob Dylan is the son of a dictator yeah, in the movie, right? you're like, what is going and on? That was the other thing. Like, you can see, I can see people watching it now and being like, oh, it's so politically relevant in today's day and age because there is a lot of talk about fascism mm -hmm. and like. You can see where, like, maybe what they're doing with where this mm -hmm. unnamed country is could be like how it is today a bit. But it's still the satire just doesn't feel yeah. like it's there for me. It's, it's just like, like the um, oh look how messed up the world could get, eh? The satire <laughs> of our classic film comedian James Bond himself, Roger Moore, <laughs> Roger Moore. in Canadian Bacon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is that going to get? Didn't that get released on Blu-ray recently? No, it's never been on Blu-ray. It's I've been out of print for they years. They used to play too. on CBC all People the time. Love Canadian Bacon, it still <laughs> rents all the time. But do it's, you like it? Never seen you never it. seen it. You know never what the plot is, it. right? That yeah, they think they go yeah. to war with Canada. Oh yeah, it's one of those movies that I don't know why I never saw it. Because even in, when I was in high school, I remember like all my friends loving it. Like, <laughs> Wait, what? Everybody loved everybody Canadian loved bacon. Everybody loved Canadian bacon. Everybody loved Canadian bacon, and I just never saw that it. That feels like one that uh, it's surprising it hasn't come out from uh, Shout Factory. I think Shout will because mm. it was an old MGM title, and then it just uh, went out of okay. So yeah. I think Shout will put it out. Uh, Criterion step so, up. Yeah, I know. So yeah, so, so there's a bunch of special features on this. Probably ported over. I from think the it's DVD. ported over because yeah. like the old DVD had a lot of special. That features. was back in the DVD days. Yeah. yeah, so it's fine. I don't know. So blind buy. So I didn't like it, but no, I'm not like going to give it a blind buy. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not like you. Are you. Satisfied with your blind buy? <laughs> no. no. If I blind bought this, I'd be like, ugh, no, thank you. Well, that's what it is, right? Because I guess the blind. We are buying these. Yeah, right? we are buying the these. So are you satisfied? <laughs> no. I'm not, I'm not satisfied. satisfied. My flyby went right to BMV. I right have to after. say that the good thing about, which is a used bookstore, which is a used bookstore. Yeah, nobody. No. That when you usually, or when I buy something, I convince myself to like it because I spent money on Do it. Do you actually? No, but I, I think I give it maybe more of a benefit of the doubt. Yeah, okay. Just like Kevin Smith said, if you don't pay for it, you're yeah. willing to trash it. <laughs> yeah. But so, you know. Yeah. I'm glad I watched it. You're right. You, you know, know, I, I never would have seen this. No, ever. I, I had, you know, I had feelings about it. It's not like I yeah, sat there. Like, like any true art. I had, it, yeah. You, you know, had a reaction to I it. I may not have liked it, but I like felt like I don't like this movie. Yeah, you that's know? right. You As know. opposed to just As being opposed to just not feeling anything. Yeah. So we're in the new section. No, 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 no. There are a lot of new movies this week. So starting off with the ones that I know, uh, Uncut Gems. <laughs> Uh, released by Lionsgate. Yeah. Now, everybody knows this movie. Adam Sandler should have won best. Should have uh, won best everything. Wait, who got nominated? Who won this year in the Oscars? Um, best actor. Uh, Nobody even remembers. Uh, well, Brad Pitt won support. Supporting actor. Who won best actor? Who won best actor? Wow, this is that really is horrible so memorable. That uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Joker Man himself. <laughs> the Joker. <laughs> went up there, gave that drunken speech, and we all went, oh, what oh, a Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, yeah, Uncut Gems um, is yeah. great. You should buy it. And it's not, available, it's not available, uh, but no. it's not available anywhere but Bay Street Video yeah. in Canada. <laughs> and and you're going to pay the price yeah, for that. Unless you live in the U.S. and then it's probably available every, yeah. every Walmart you go to. But, but yeah, the great thing about this is in, for some reason, this movie outside of U the U.S. is was bought by Netflix. So mm -hmm. it's on Netflix in Canada and like in Europe and everywhere else. 
but in the U.S., it's not a Netflix title. But that means the only oh, place. Oh, that's why. So it's yeah. only that's the thing. It's not like sort of the Ro- like mm. Roma or the Irishman, where like they made this movie or even that they bought this movie. They only have the, the rights distribution for, rights. So in the U.S., it's a twenty-four through Lionsgate. So mm-hmm. that's the only place you can get a physical release. We imported it here. Um, doesn't have a ton on it. It's only got like a featurette, yeah. unfortunately. So Criteria. I don't know. Is there, is there going to be a release of oh, this? Oh, definitely. If Netflix is behind it, I, I mean. And, but we make calculations. But, if you yeah, order it from Amazon.com, which is the only place you can get it, you can't get it from Amazon.ca. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper to buy it here than ordering from there. Yeah. Although they did do kind of a drop in price. <laughs> did we check day, last time? Yeah. Mark, you're supposed to be a salesman. You got to sell. I'm just trying to be real with people. You're just an honest person. But it was like a one or two day drop. So I think it might be back up. Okay. It was, <laughs> anyways, you have to deal with all that shipping and exchange rate. Just come here. And buy yeah, it. taxes. Yeah, <laughs> taxes. You get hit. All duties. If you live in Toronto, duties. come here. Yeah. Duties. <laughs> <laughs> but Uncut Gems is amazing. Yeah, um, so good. So one of my favorite films. Fafty's Brother is the last two films we made of many of my top 10 lists. Oh, what man. is the next one gonna gonna, gonna be? Oh yeah, I love all their. Oh, stuff. Daddy Longlegs, so good. Oh, Actually, God, sorry, yeah. the last three films. That's why it was in my mind because. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, Heaven, what was it called? Heaven knows what. Heaven knows what. Yeah, yeah. I was like, fantastic. you know what? <laughs> you know what? Heaven the knows what. Daddy Brother film. If I'd seen Daddy Longlegs, I would have oh, made my yeah, top ten Daddy films. Longlegs. So good. Yeah. Is that have a DVD Blu-ray release? It has DVD release. Okay. Yeah. So all of their stuff actually has been put out on DVD, except for a documentary they made. But um, but yeah, even their like the pleasure of being robbed mm-hmm. was I think their first feature. Yeah, it was that we have here on DVD. I love all their stuff. Like, mm. it's, they're just you know fantastic. you may have seen yeah. them recently in the Criterion Closet. I'm sure they that were, has nothing yeah, to nothing do with at all to do because you're right. You know they didn't even put that short film they did with uh, Adam Sandler. Adam, I think we're talking about this that they yeah. just did where they're like. Uh, Mimes, or Mimes whatever, yeah, which was funny. They didn't even put that on it. You'd think that would have gone mm-hmm. on there somehow, but nope. nope. So uh, we also have Charlie's Angels, the yeah. 2019 film. This one's fun. This one's fun. I think yeah. we talked about this a bit when uh, uh, they were Full Throttle full came throttle out on Blu-ray. Um, yeah, like didn't love it, but I think it's a lot better than you can't love credit a for. blockbuster mark. It's just a little. I just don't like the way they make like big action movies these days. <laughs> like, they're just like so. <laughs> Yeah, they there's just no look impact. Like TV to me a lot mm, of the time. Even though this one was shot by Bill Pope. I know, I know, but it still looks like TV to me yeah. a lot of the time. Although there was that interesting sequence where they're um, in the oh the height sequence, steal, like yeah, the, and yeah. it's like three it's different kind of, perspectives. Yeah, yeah that was like fun. Escher esque kind of yeah. thing going on at times. Yeah, you know what? I thought it was fun. I thought the three actresses were, had a lot of chemistry in it. <laughs> what about the great cameos from the previous Charlie's Angels? Badly know, photoshopped right? so in photos. Badly pho- I wish they'd done more with that, though. When I saw that, I was like, oh, they're going to bring in... Yeah, them. it's Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu. Moore is also a producer on it still, because yeah. I think she has part of the rights of Why Charlie's didn't she Angels. show up? I don't know why they didn't do more with yeah. that. Because I thought during the end credits, mm-hmm. where they're like, they have some cameos. Yeah. I thought, oh, for sure, they're going to come out. Nope. Here. Nothing. So. Yeah, that's so weird. Just shooting in front of a green screen. And they're like, I know, right? Yeah. Remember at that when Evil Dead came out, um, the remake, that they're the like, Bruce one. Campbell oh, has a oh, cameo yeah, at the yeah. end. And it's just him and standing just in front of a like, green yeah. screen going, groovy. groovy. And it's like, what is this? Man. Was this like a promo for so a video like, game or something like that? <laughs> and that remake has like no humor in it. It's like so Nothing. dark. It's like, it just doesn't even make sense that he would come back. <laughs> yeah. For like one joke line. So Bombshell's being put out by uh, Lionsgate. It's a Jay Roach movie. I, I saw it. It's not very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, about the Fox uh, ecosystem and uh, going against Roger Ailes. I mean, the film makes a big mistake where it's like, listen, everybody has a story and never actually addresses the fact that Fox is a super toxic, terrible place. Yeah. Because they don't want to step on any toes. They're like, we just want to show that these are human beings as well. Do we need more like Megyn Kelly? No, you don't. So that's the thing. It's like, I get that that was a toxic workplace and Mm -hmm. I'm sure for it. 
every woman that yeah. worked there was probably a really horrible sexist workplace but if it had been like a little bit yeah, uh, it had more teeth yeah like oh look at this horrible workplace and they're realizing that oh yeah it can happen to us as well exactly we're not on time and it never does it's a yeah. Jay roach film that's but what that's he does thing. and it's like he does you like have toothless. a male director yeah and not even like male screenwriter male too. screenwriter and you're trying to do this like movie about feminism mm -hmm. like fox news it just doesn't really i mean i never saw it but it just yeah. doesn't Sit right with me, and Jay Roach is just boring. He's bad. He's just, he's just bad. Like yeah, like I like Austin Powers like. or something. Like I like his comedy <laughs> you stuff. You do not like I Austin like Powers. The, I do like Austin Powers. I like <laughs> Meet the Parents. Do you think that you like Meet the Parents? Yeah, I, I saw that movie. Parents. I'm like, this sucks. Really? Yeah. yeah so bad. <laughs> you take your Vanilla Skies and Meet the Parents. I'll take, I'll take it. my I'll take I don't any know, day. Color of the Pomegranate. Yeah. Okay. Fine. That's a lot. I was not watching that movie when I was a kid. Uh, probably versus and I don't know hard boiled. All right, so <laughs> yeah. moving on. That's more realistic. Riot Girls from Canada's own Yavanka. I can't say her last name. Vukovic. Vukovic. I yeah, think, uh, mm -hmm. I might be getting that wrong. But uh, the I heard old really good editor of the Rumork. Yeah. You heard very good things. We'll leave did it at you? that and keep uh, moving. I did not. No. Uh, no? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get a chance to see this, but I thought I heard really good things about this. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like an act post-apocalyptic. Yeah, I hear it. Kind of it, it suffers from like. Doesn't have much going on. Okay. Like, yeah. Maybe it has a fun ending. Okay. Things usually have fun endings. Okay. So. I haven't seen any of her film work. I know she contributed to yep. XX, right? And I'm all for um, women directors doing yeah, anything. especially in genre stuff. So, so if that interests you, check it out. Yeah. Yep. And we also have The Affair, season five. <laughs> Finally, I get to talk about I The know. Affair, season five. Yeah. Wait, isn't this... A show where the main actor what did have problems on the set, yeah, and she Lesson left. Left, so she's yeah. not in this season. Apparently, yeah, there was something between her mm -hmm. and the creator, the co-creator, and she was not happy. Oh yeah, there was like a she big article that came out that was real yeah, nasty. She still got paid for season five I too. Oh, that's great, and I love Ruth Wilson too. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I put this on here. We don't usually talk about TV, and I don't, you know, I don't watch TV, but yeah. I actually watched the first season and a bit of this. Yeah, it was between and the affair I, and the slap. Yeah, you didn't right? know which one you wanted to watch. Well, I read the book of the. Slap. So I, I did like, too. Right, yeah, I <laughs> it, it was fine. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna this into a TV like, series. Yeah, I was like, I think I know what the show is. I read be like. the book of the slap. It was a big deal. Yeah, and yeah. I like the idea where it's just like somebody's kid gets slapped at a party, and, and then it, how it, like, does it rever? Yeah, I, I did like it. I thought it like had a lot to say. About, mm. You know, just suburban Australian you know, culture, suburban right? And Australian <laughs> culture. Yeah. But the affair, I did. I loved the first season. Actually, I thought it was really as just one. Why didn't you come back then? Well, I did because the you know the conceit of it is that like half the episode's told from. Ruth Wilson's yeah. perspective and half from Dominic West. It's like that movie. Like Remember those that, the movie that came out that like one movie was Yeah, it was, was like that? he said she said, right? Yeah. Kevin Bacon? No, 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 or, no. Well, that I'm thinking that, of the yeah. one where what was it called? Was it Eleanor Rigby mm. or yes, something like uh, that? Disappearance yeah. of Eleanor Rigby. Disappearance of Rigby. Which I liked. Yeah, yeah I didn't see that cuz it was two movies. Wasn't yeah, it? I saw that at TIFF. And you know, weird story alert. Uh, <gasps> I <laughs> sat <laughs> behind who I'm almost 100% positive was Harvey Weinstein. No. Yeah, because that movie was at TIFF with no distribution, and Weinstein Company ended up buying it. Mm -hmm. And I saw it at the Elgin, like, the second screening or something, and I was kind of, it wasn't full yeah. or anything. And then, like, five minutes into it, this big, hulking guy yeah. comes in that, like, can't miss him, right? And mm. sits right in front of me. And as I saw him, and then he, and he got up and left before it was over, too, because it's, like, four hours. Yeah. Thing. I'm like 99% sure it was Harvey wow. Weinstein. Wow. looks just, if it yeah. wasn't Harvey Weinstein, it was some this guy that looked man. exactly like Yeah. And that was where it premiered. <laughs> you know who it was? Yeah. It was, um, who was on Curb Your Enthusiasm? That's oh, Jeff Garland. Jeff yeah, Garland. it was Jeff Garland. Did you see the first episode where that's no, a plot point where people up. think yeah. that he's Harvey me. Weinstein? Oh, we talked about yes. this though, I remember, yeah. Uh, did I tell a story of my favorite people sitting in front of me at a theater where me and my friends on a lark went to go see 
It was titled at the time Reassignment, the Walter Hill yeah, film. which I still haven't seen. <laughs> and then uh, Walter Hill and Sigourney Weaver sat in the row right in front of oh, me. Oh, wicked. <laughs> the movie's so bad, and like I couldn't laugh while it was playing. <laughs> yeah, because you don't want to offend him, <laughs> yeah. right? And it That's was so funny. hard! So Sigourney funny. Weaver, though, laughing her head off. That's amazing. So she's she was great. having fun. Yeah, she's awesome. But yeah, with The Affair, um, I really liked the first season. I thought it was really well done. Yep. And as just like one season of television, I thought it was great. And then, you know, they set up a cliffhanger for season two, and then you get into season two, and you're like, why is this show still on? Is there <laughs> more affair? Well, that's the thing. It's like, they kind of just cover it in the first one, and, you know, then they try and make it like a murder mystery now. But there's five, there's how are there five seasons? Apparently, Brendan Fraser comes into it later on. Oh, I love the Fraser. Yeah, Brendan Fraser's in it now. Fraser's. So, but yeah, I don't know. There's some, <laughs> As this is the last season. Yeah, it is so. the last season. And they I couldn't go, continue after Ruth what Wilson's, went down yeah. after season four. And, that's, and Ruth Wilson is so great, and she's kind of the heart and soul of it, that without her, I don't know why anybody would want to watch this show anymore, mm. So We also have Titan season two. I, <laughs> I guess know. I Can will speak, speak of this. this? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I haven't watched it. This is the one where it's a Teen Titans, but they, you know, grittied <laughs> it up cool, a little bit. Though, yeah. Where the trailer, uh, uh, Robin goes, fuck Batman, <laughs> as he, like, breaks some guy's spot. You haven't seen that trailer? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard this is not that good. I heard it's fa- it found its legs after the first season popular yeah yeah. with the classic like oh we don't know what we're doing it's on netflix i believe and they kind of found its tone by the second season third season which happens a lot like it happened on the cw shows too where they're like we can't be a superhero show and it's like no the people watching this just want you to be a superhero show they just put superheroes doing superhero things on it instead of just avoiding that the entire time Uh, can't fight can't be a hero it's like oh my god no thank you but yeah so i guess it finds its voice toronto shot show Yeah, people really like it uh we sold tons of the first season and the second one's doing really well too Mm, seven world one planet (laughs) is also being put out by bbc earth you a fan of these? Uh, nah, not really. Things? Except for the one where that shark jumps out of yeah, the water. Like the first Planet Earth. Yeah, uh, I was great. a big fan of both of the Planet Earths, but outside <laughs> of that, I have t- because Vanilla Sky great, Planet yeah, Earth. Great to get stoned too. Oh, are they? <laughs> yeah, because it's just like beautiful nature footage. <laughs> Aren't you like? Oh, I know. Oh my God! Yeah, no, there was like, you know, it's really thrilling too when there's like an animal like trying to run away or something like, like chasing after. Oh know, my God! Yeah. I feel for you, little guy. You're like, you're like uh, being human. Yeah, that's real animal. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it does make me feel like horrible about like human beings' footprint on the earth, though. Because like, especially with Planet Earth Two, at the end of every episode, they talk about how like all these animals you saw are great, but because of humans like destroying the planet, they're not going to be around much longer. Listen, Mark, it's not our responsibility; it's the responsibility (laughs) of the people in power. And I have full faith in Joe Biden, (laughs) Doug Ford, and Justin Trudeau. They'll do the right thing. Thing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so there's more David Attenborough here. Yep, for get people. it for your grandpa. Yeah, you know, and if you got that Ultra HD player. Ooh, you know, yeah. Sure I hope there's sharks look, jumping out of the water. Sure, yeah, I'm sure it'll look like you're right next to that shark. <laughs> How do you, yeah, man, if you're stoned, you're like, ah! Because <laughs> <laughs> wasn't Planet Earth in 3D as well? No. Uh, one of them I wish was. it was. One I of them it, was. I'm sure it was, yeah. He did so many of yeah. these. There's like so, Frozen Planet, Blue Planet. <laughs> Well, I don't think David Attenborough himself like, directed all, I know, yeah. I don't, oh, this guy keeps, they keep getting new material. Like how, what yeah, else is there? What else is there on the earth? I want to see penguins take yeah. a journey of some kind. A march, if you will. Uh, we also have The Cave. 
Uh, and woo, the National Geographic. This is about great fun cave things, right, Mark? <laughs> no. Oh no. This was nominated for best uh, documentary yeah. at the Oscars this year, and it didn't win though. It yeah, it, it, it did not. One. Yeah, it's but a Syrian guy, documentary. Yeah, the guy who made it did Last Man in Aleppo, which was also nominated a few years back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I hear it's fantastic. But obviously, you know, it's about Syrian mm. relations. Yeah, and real dark. And be I believe it's about. Stuff. Isn't it about yeah, a makeshift hospital it that is. they yeah, deal actually. with like people that are bombed and gassed. Yeah, it's supposed to be fantastic, but definitely heavy uh, Mm. viewing from National Geographic. (laughs) Yeah, don't get stoned watching the case. No, definitely not. (laughs) And we also have Coyote Lake. Mark, have you watched this one yet? Because this seems like right up your Um, alley. No, I've definitely seen my fair share of Riverdale because my partner is definitely... Love myself some Riverdale. Riverdale. Yeah, yeah. And it's fun. I I like what I've seen. I just kind of... It's great, Mark. It's great. (laughs) Yeah, no, I really like what I've seen of it. And so this stars Camila Mendez from Riverdale. I mean, Luke Perry's in Riverdale. I know. Not anymore, but... Skeet Ulrich. Yeah, Skeet Ulrich. Scream. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about I mean, that. Sc- and Chill Factor. Honestly, <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, I never saw that one. I always no. wanted to. Yeah. I, always got I mean, that I liked con- it when I was like 12 years old. I always old, got that but... confused with Hard Ray and the Christian oh, Slater, yeah, Morgan yeah. Freeman, no, Chill in a. Chill Factor is where they're driving an ice cream truck. Uh, fled with, it's like as well. speed. With, uh, oh. They have a bomb in the back of the yeah. ice cream truck and it can't go below a certain temperature. <laughs> really? yeah. Not to be confused with Money Train, which yeah, is another exactly. funny comedy. Nope, nope. <laughs> um, but yeah, can you really like, it looks like, um, it's like a, kind of a neo noir and yeah. Camilo Mendes from Riverdale stars yeah, in it. Adriana Barraza's in it too mm. from like Babel. And, yeah, yeah it, it, I actually heard pretty good things about it. So. Camila Mendes, I was like, wait, is that the actor in. Uh, portrait of a Lady on Fire, and I had to like go check. Oh, I'm like, no, nope. no. <laughs> it is not. Adele, I know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we also have Tell It to the Bees, which is a great um, title. <laughs> this is with Anna Paquin, she, but this is not a crime no, <laughs> film. This is, not. this is a uh, a lesbian romance film period piece, I believe. Mm. Takes place in Scotland in the fifties. Tell it to the bee. I want to start saying this more often. (laughs) Someone's like, please, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. And I'm (laughs) like, tell it to the bees. bees. And then I throw them in a beehive. (laughs) Probably a hornet's nest, to be honest. You have a beehive ready uh, Bees are going extinct, Mark. So, again, probably a hornet's nest. Or what's the difference between hornets and wasps? Uh, I hate both of them. That's <laughs> but you love bees. I love bees. So soft. Bees are nice. You and know? when bees, bees don't kill you, you, unless you start to attack them. Yeah, so. and then they commit suicide. Yeah, they don't want to attack. No, they're just pleasant. They're probably not aware of their own death, right? So. When they sting you, they're probably any. like, Ah, what is going on? I don't think any wasps or hornets or anything are aware of, of their much. own death. Yeah. yeah, or dogs or yeah. cats. They don't wasps know what that and is. hornets. I will kill. Like, <laughs> are you scared of spiders too? Uh, not really. Actually. No, so bugs is an and issue. My least favorite bugs, I would say, are wasps. Because they hurt. Um, cockroaches. Why cockroaches? Because uh, you I, move I, fast. I had a roach problem at one point. Oh, one of my places, yeah. And I just. Uh, I see a roach like every yeah. month in my place. Oh, and yeah. Because the guy upstairs is really dirty. Mm. And it doesn't that bother sucks. me. Okay. And I actually don't see them. The, my partner sees them. Because uh, she's like got her eyes out yeah, all the yeah. time. Well, that's what it was yeah. for me. We had a bad problem. And I just like, could, I was <laughs> Did you, like, did you put out poison? There's like a poison you can do that we kills actually, them like instantly. Well, the building brought in. Like, oh, uh, but the building never does anything though. Well, it helped for a while. And, t- and then I moved out. So that was basically. <laughs> my friend has the greatest roach story. His place was like infested with roaches. And then like when he would kill a roach, it would cause like a whole bunch of other ones to run off. Wait, was your roach problem? 
problem that bad? I've never had a roach bad. problem that bad. where you'd come home and like, it was mostly in our kitchen. You'd turn on the lights uh, and, and it'd the, be like, they don't screw. <laughs> so like, he said that the uh, building manager brought in a guy and the guy was like, hey, you know spiders eat roaches? And he's like, uh, okay. Then he went in and he came out two minutes later. And since then, no roaches, spiders everywhere in their building. Oh, and my friend was like, did he just open a box of spiders? <laughs> I mean, spiders I'll take that. spiders over roaches <laughs> yeah. any day of the week. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. The spiders just, you know, do their own thing. And they just yeah. Like, Tell it to the spiders. It. I love how we got in this great <laughs> deep conversation about wasps and then cockroaches from this. Yeah. You know. Well, listen, we're, we're big city living, right? So roaches are. Yeah, exactly. Our... I also don't like earwigs. That's oh, my I... third least favorite. I don't know why, but like when I was a kid, earwigs were everywhere. I know. What I was going on? I haven't seen kid. any Yeah, since it started because I remember when I was a kid going to bed one night. Pulling back my sheets, and there was like an earwig, like oh, right in the middle no. of it. I was like, well, no. They look nasty, but they don't yeah. really do no, anything. They're fine. Except yeah. for the story of like, they're we finally got it out, but it laid eggs. Well, that's the thing. I always <laughs> had that horror story of like, they're going to crawl in your ears. Oh, thank you. Uh, what was it? Freaky stories? I know. <laughs> Heard it from stories. a friend of a friend of mine. Oh, yeah. So moving Anyways, on. Anyways, let's get back to movies. Movies. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You're listening to the Mark and <laughs> Justin Bug Podcast. Yeah, reminisce of childhood. <laughs> uh, so many earwigs. Uh, little Joe. Is being put out by Magnolia. I almost picked this one to watch. This looks really cool. Which is kind yeah. of like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but then I read more into it, and a lot of people are like, it's kind of like anti antidepressants. Yeah. That like drugs are kind of are you are you do not believe in any medication like that, Mark? No, I no I believe. In yeah, okay. I thought that you were going to. I mean, some like, forms of medication. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which no, is, I'm not like an anti-vaxxer <laughs> or something, yeah. or some like you know holistic only sort of. There was like a weird pause where I'm like, oh no, what is yeah. Mark going to say? Yeah, let me tell you about <laughs> modern the, medicine, the magnesium <laughs> that goes yeah. into your veins, and you get that flu shot. But yeah, so I hear it's like invasion of the body snatchers kind of yeah. thing. So yeah, and it does. It does have like an art house director. I think mm-hmm. her name's Jessica Hausner. Uh, yeah, who's directed some period pieces and stuff like Amour Fu, and mm. so she's really well respected on the international cinema scene. So I'm really interested to see this one. So we're gonna kind of like zoom through these because yeah, there's here. a lot to do, and some of them I have nothing to say about. So we yeah. got end of the century. What's this, Mark? Uh, two men meet in Barcelona. I'm just reading your byline here. <laughs> um, this is a film from Cinema Guild. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of one of those. They spend a day together, so it's like okay. one of those like before sunset type things. Cool. Uh, love the stuff that Cinema Guild puts out, though. This got a lot of acclaim yeah. on the festival scene. John Henry, I almost picked this. <laughs> I one. know. I thought you might pick this. Terry Crews, Terry who Cruz. I love. So this I is love like Terry Crews. To DVD VOD action film. film. Yeah, it's supposed to be awful. Yeah, Ludacris is in this one Ooh, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Ludacris Bridges. <laughs> Chris um, Ludacris Bridges. I don't know. Yeah, it takes place in I think modern like, day Ca- South Central yeah. or something, and it's one of those like yeah, he's, he's taking back the streets, young kids from. Gangs and everything. I don't know. It looks fun. I yep. love Terry Crews. Uh, recorder, the Marion Stokes Project. This is supposed to be really cool. Another one I really wanted to see at Hot Docs last year and I missed, but it's apparently, this was a big story. They found this lady, I think this lady dead in her apartment. Yeah. And, and she had been recording she had been television recording 24 television hours. For like decades. Mm. And they found all this incredible stuff on these videotapes. So. Yeah, really. Wow. Can you imagine recording imagine, television? Right? I can't even. I mean, what kind of life is that? Really? Uh, a like, terrible, terrible life where you life die and people and don't you die notice. in your apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Witch Subversion is a South Korean action film. I heard people say that it has a great climax and nothing up until then. Yeah. Look, I thought it was a horror film at first. It's called but Part it One. Out. Yeah. So there's going to be three of these, apparently. I think we'll see about that. This yeah. Is the first of a trilogy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was a horror film. Before. Why call your film The it's Witch? Not. Like a movie called The Witch. I know. Is this a sequel to The Witch? Yeah. Maybe it's 
South Korean name is a little bit different. It probably is. Five yeah. uh, B. It's a wolf release. Yeah. We talked about this. There, they mostly deal with LGBTQ uh, topics. This sounds like a great documentary. Yeah, I just played a can a couple of years ago. It's a doc about uh, one of the San Francisco's general hospital during the AIDS crisis mm. in the eighties. Weird thing about this is though, it's co-directed by Mr. Paul Haggis, oh. who is not a good person. I anymore, think is he apparently. gay? His daughter's gay. Okay. So the big thing with him is he was a Scientologist, right? And right. then he split with the church publicly. Because of his daughter. Because yeah, because it happens to you. Was gay. Empathy, and, man. Yeah, and they were basically, they told him, I mean, at least according to Going Clear, the mm-hmm. documentary, he was involved in that. Ooh. He said they told him that um, you have to cut off connection with yeah. your daughter or you can't be a part of the church. So he's like, yeah, fuck that. Like, uh, yeah. But, also, but, I'm a terrible person, but, as, which has come out since then. Uh, he got accused of rape, I believe. Rape? Uh, I didn't really yeah, go into it because Paul Haggis. Sure <laughs> he got accused of rape by uh, an actor or aspiring actor yeah. or something. She accused him. I don't know what became of that. I mean, obviously, nothing happened no. to him. But yeah. Yeah, and then this was a fairly recent film. But it's strange to see him involved mm-hmm. in this. But... It's not just him; it's another director as well. But it did get this film did get a lot of that. Shouldn't take away from the importance yeah. of this story, though. We also have Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street, the documentary starring the uh, guy that starred in Nightmare on Elm Street Two. Yep, I don't um, have his name in front of me. Mark, I'm saying like Mark or something. Yeah, you I know what? Like, that sounds I right. Me, I might be wrong. It's Mark that. something. Yeah. Um, are you a fan of Nightmare Two? Uh. I, I like it. About Jack Shoulder. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I like Jack fun. Shoulder. I mean, I it's fun. I didn't like it when I first saw it, and yeah. it's just because it's. I mean, everybody said this. It is so the antithesis of Nightmare One is, is which is fun because that's what sequels should yeah. be. They, and they mess with the logic of it. For when sure, you but. watch it through the prism of like it was a gay screenwriter, this was a gay young actor mm-hmm. who was coming out. I mean, the whole movie is just about that. I mean, yeah, Jack Shoulder has said, so obvious. I, I didn't know it, but yeah. like the script is there because it's about like. Him, like, literally a man is trying to come out of yeah, him. And at one point when he needs help, he doesn't go to his girlfriend. He goes to his best friend. And yep. he's like, I just think we just need to be together, man. I know. No, and, yeah. It's, and uh, it's also very, like, mean as well and violent. Yeah. And it has a great scene like where. shower scene. Yeah. Oof, with yeah. the S&M um, coach. Yeah, yeah. Who is. Uh, oh, is he so recognizable? From, uh, Total Recall. Yeah, and, and Starship uh, Troopers. The guy who, like, Troopers. falls yeah, out of the yeah, closet. Yeah. He's like, we got to get out. Oh, yeah, he's in like he's like an eighties bad guy. <laughs> yep. guy. Um yeah, no, I, I like Nightmare too. Um because I'm actually I'm not a fan of like any of the Nightmare Freddy sequels. Freddy jumping really, out of the pool, yeah, slashing at those yeah, teeth. You know, I like how party, man. Yeah, I like how ridiculous <laughs> that scene is. I know people have a problem with that. Like, doesn't that's bother stupid. me. It doesn't yeah. Matter. Yeah, I mean, it's not great. You like your horror fine. a little bit more grounded, right, Mark? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know. I just love the first Nightmare <laughs> so much. And oh, you like love it. the first Nightmare so much? Yeah. What about um, New Nightmare? Like sequels. I don't really like New Nightmare, mm. to be honest. You I love Scream, kind of don't you? I love Scream. Okay, I think yeah. New Nightmare is kind of a run-through through of Scream, yeah. Gonna do in Scream. I agree. I think parts of New Nightmare work well. Mm. I like Robert Englund a lot in it. But That Freddy makeup so I bad. that kid in it, too. Oh, yeah. so annoying. Anyways, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Taking out on that but kid. Number, I would say maybe my favorite one of the sequels is two. So I haven't real. seen this documentary, but I hear it's very moving because this actor after Nightmare 2 yeah, had a lot of trouble getting did. any kind of career, but only recently has Nightmare 2 been more accepted yeah. as a camp classic, but also as an expression of all these people. I think the documentary we talked about last week, um, Never Sleep Again, yeah. brought a lot of light to that as well exactly, and got into yeah. it. So, yeah, this is definitely something I'm probably going to check out. Yeah. Uh, we also have This Changes Everything, uh, a documentary that's an investigative look at gender disparity in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, sounds yeah, good. Featuring and it has interviews with a lot of big Wait, uh, is this the one actors. that's like five hours long? No, oh, it's not. That's it's, a, there's it's a different like, one. Yeah. yeah, I think it's this one's 
No, sorry, I was going to say it was Canadian Proust, but no, no. you have a different one. Um, but no, this played at TIFF a few years ago, and yeah, it was just like when the Me Too movement was mm. happening too and really getting out there, this was kind of an important look from like a lot of big Hollywood actors mm. about like, yeah, what it's really like at Hollywood for women in terms of actors, directors, yeah, it's terrible. anywhere, right? It's terrible, so. Uh, we also have the documentary Making Waves, The Art of Cinematic Sounds, which I have to come out against just based on principle yeah. because I hate sound in movies. I mean, uh, Mark will yeah. speak of it. <laughs> I don't want to have people to show me how to do sound. sound yeah. No, no, no. Uh, sound is the most important part yeah, yeah. because it goes bad so easily I and know. it's so expensive. As, I know. <laughs> as Mark, as I have always learned the hard way. Uh, I'm always like shooting a movie. I'm like, oh, I'll just worry about the sound, sound later. later. I mean, then, look at Teddy uh, Bomb. Yeah. It's all dubbed because we didn't. We can shoot yeah. sound. You know, when you shoot like. Oh, there's so many issues. The like, can you get somebody to boom? I you can't know. boom in public. Yeah. Uh, even getting like a lav mic, which are pretty expensive, yep. it'll like rub up against the person, I so know. you can't use that sound. And it is so important. It's so know. important. And this documentary, it'll teach Talk us how to that. do it, right? And yeah. There's a lot of big names involved in terms of interviews, in yeah. terms of big directors. And I mean, you so. can get away with bad uh, visual quality. You can't get away with bad sound. I mean, it's the mystery true. science yeah. series, three thousand people said that. Like, you can't make a fun of a movie with bad sound because that is the thing that is like the barrier to people actually like just experiencing the film exactly so you know a documentary about it sounds great yeah spies in disguise um, you saw this right i did so okay. i only saw this for one reason and it's because every january 1st me and my partner emily we go and we see three to four movies in the cinema nice yeah, yeah. so this year yeah, was like bitch. little women and there was another one after that i don't remember what it was but we needed a third one and i had already seen a bunch of stuff and i'm like i don't know i guess we'll see spies in disguise that fits in this block yeah. man did i love it it's just like a return to like tex avery style oh, kind nice. of like cartoony in a way that most cg animated films don't do because like pixar its whole deal is realistic environments with kind of slightly cartoony characters, yeah. but they don't do like slapstick or crazy stuff. But people don't know the plot is Will Smith is an awesome super agent who gets turned into a pigeon <laughs> and then is framed for like a murder of some kind. He gets so turned into a pigeon? You didn't I mean, know that was I a plot? Know. I actually don't know much about this at all. I knew it was. Yeah, it has a terrible, Spy in the Disguise is a terrible title. Yeah. But yeah, so the whole movie, That's he's a okay. pigeon. <laughs> so he has to do like these spy things helped with the inventor played by Tom Holland, just right. like some kid. Yeah. So they have to go on the run and it's like a whole bunch of like Rube Goldbergian kind of okay. like gags and chases and stuff like that. He gets like a bunch of pigeon because he becomes like the leader of a flock of like three dumb pigeons. But they don't talk or anything. I mean, Will Smith talks, mm -hmm. but the other pigeons don't, which okay. is extra funny. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great stuff. That's cool. I heard it was fun. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot more fun than you would expect. I mean, it's a Fox movie. I don't know if they do much uh, animation, no, right? I think it's uh, I think on the back. I was looking at it. It's, blue, it's blue Sky. It's right. The animation yeah. Company who I believe did the ice Age robots movies? and robots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't have yeah. Will Smith kind of like smile the DreamWorks right. smile, but like half yeah, smile. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would highly recommend this one. We also have all right going back into the you know banging them out. Yeah, Storm man. Boy. What's this? Another family film here uh, from Australia, I mm. believe. About a boy Jeffrey, and his stork. Jeffrey Rush is in this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, boy and his stork. Why I isn't it called Stork Boy? It's <laughs> right there. I know, right? I don't know why it's called Storm Boy. So, I don't know. Somebody watch it. Sounds Let good. Yeah. Jeffrey Rush completed. <laughs> yeah. Man, we haven't had a Gérard Depardieu film in a long yeah, time. Where is where, he these days? Did they go through know. his whole calendar? Oh, where is he? There's one coming out soon, uh, which whew. is very problematic. But, oh. But we can save that for 
that is it? Later. Okay. Well, it's starring somebody else who is not a very good person. Oh no, Babylon AD, Vin Diesel himself. No, no, no. <laughs> I know. It's, it's coming. Fine. Yeah, it's coming out a couple weeks from Kino though. We'll, we'll get to that. Uh, we have top three. Uh, this is a Swedish film. This looks interesting just because it's like an anime. It's an animated film. Is it? Yeah, it's an animated. Whoa, whoa, whoa! But like, this isn't put out by GK Kids. No, yeah, I know, right? Uh, TLA. So it's an LGBT film from Sweden, mm. um, and it's animated in the style of like early South Park, like kind of that cutout sort of thing. Mm. And uh, I don't know. I don't know much about it, but it just has a really cool look to it. Hmm. It's, it's shorter. It's only like an hour. So they do pair it with another LGBT short called The Halloween Trick, which is kind of like a horror comedy yeah. sort of thing. Animated looks as well? Like a gr- no, that one's uh, not. But looks mm-hmm. like a great package. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, continuing on, Radio Flash from Shout. Oh, God. Yeah, 2019. Like post-apocalyptic. post-apocalyptic. Yeah. <laughs> it's got uh, Dominic Monaghan in it, I believe. Oh, is it Canadian? Oh, not, that no, is a sign it's of American. quality. Yeah, you I mean know. Dominic, the um, Rise of Skywalker, Monaghan himself? Is he in that? Oh, he there? replaces the Rose Tico role oh, from really? Last Jedi. Dominic and, Monaghan? Yep. I guess he's friends with J.J. Abrams. I guess, right? but it's like, why is he here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also have The Wolf Hour from Passion River. A reclusive activist must confront her demons when she encounters a mysterious Mysterious Force. Ooh, Ooh so sounds supernatural. Uh, I don't think it is, though. <laughs> what? So it's with Naomi Mysterious Watts. Mysterious Force. So I th- from what it seems like, it's Naomi Watts. Werewolf. It just takes place in her apartment, and she, like, doesn't want to go outside Werewolf. for some reason. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. in the walls. Oh, I just wrote my new movie, Werewolf in the Walls. Werewolf in the Walls. <laughs> it's like the man in the walls trope. Yeah, werewolf. It's werewolf. Yeah, and during it. the day, he's a man. But at night, when the moon is <laughs> yeah. full, he's a werewolf. And just stays in the walls. Yeah, he <laughs> can't get out. He doesn't have There's no way he it's can It's like Timmy trying to get out of the well. <laughs> if anything, he's bigger. Yeah, he can't he's really Where's that howling come from? The walls. Uh, the Sonata from 2018. Uh, it's a horror movie with uh, Rucker Hauer, R.I.P., one of his mm-hmm. final roles, uh, and a younger actress that I can't remember what her name is, but um, she moves into a house, an old house. And he's and in the walls? Finds, no, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, she finds, like... The old sheet music from like, and when her, she plays and it, she plays it, and, and Rucker Hauer's like, like yeah. And on the back, there's all these like creepy, spooky-looking kids. So, oh, you know, it's one of those kind of things. Not to be confused with the Netflix film. What was uh, it called? The Perfection. Did you see that one? I did not. That is, is that right up your alley. That's yeah. like '90s trash. I saw Richard Shepard directed it. I don't really like uh, him. Yeah, but, but I'm down. I'll He's take burn I'll take you one too many times. Yeah. The Matador, like the, the Matador Pierce Brosnan, great Kinnear film. I mean, he was a '90s trash kid. Didn't he do one with David Bowie that people like? Fettuccine like so. something. Yeah, he did a lot of films, and then and then he directed a lot of episodes of Girls for some mm. reason. So. And this one is also not to be confused with the Sonata. What is the one that always comes out that it's like for older people? Uh, uh, it's like. <laughs> The couplet, or you know, quartet. the band quartet. quartet yeah. yeah, and then a late quartet. There's like yeah. two different movies. <laughs> and we also have uh, a German youth from Big World. Yeah, this is kind of an experimental German film. Uh, Harun Faroki, who's like a ex- big experimental filmmaker, is involved in this. Uh, it takes a look at, I think, a extremist faction that mm-hmm. was popping up in the time where in East Germany. Yeah, I, I might be getting all of this wrong, but it's something. <laughs> I'm just like nodding. That. Yes. Yeah, yes. it's like an experimental documentary. It looks really cool. It uses a lot of. Oh, it's an experimental stories. documentary. Cool. Yeah, it is. It looks really cool. I was meaning to check it out, and I just did not get around to this this week. But yeah, it uh, follows the evolution of the Red Army faction. Uh, from yeah, you have it from militant intellectuals to urban guerrillas, supported mm. by the state police of East Germany. Which I mean. 
that whole era of, I mean, the whole 20th century of German history is fascinating, but like, especially that era too. We have Waiting for Anya, a 2020 film putting out by Lionsgate, a World War II, <laughs> yeah. Young Shepherd helps a widow try to smuggle her Jewish children <laughs> yeah. across the border. This, looks oh, like, this is something for the old people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every week there's a movie that's for, Angelica Houston is in this. Yeah. That's kind of like the only Can we name? make like movies about know, tragedies man. that are happening like now? Yeah, that are like actually, because so you don't have to think about those things because mm -hmm. they're bad and it's good to be reminded of it. But it's also, I feel like movies like that are made because you're like, ah, yes, we conquered that yeah, thing. Yeah, and I feel like it doesn't, like with something like a German youth, which we were just talking mm -hmm. about, I feel like that kind of, brings it into yeah, the it's immediate, yeah, and what it means well, and how it relates. Where something like this is just one of those like soft, like mm -hmm. gauzy period pieces. pieces where yeah. It's like, yeah, you're right. It's like, we've conquered this. Mm -hmm. What a horrible thing that happened back then. You know, people even are being, there's still horrible things like that all over the world, all like the, the cave, like we talked about exactly. in Syria. Or even just like kids being kept in cages in the in US. US. Like, yeah. I mean, this is happening right now, people. Yeah, like, but people don't want to think about people that. People come in and like, oh, what a terrible time that was. And what a beautiful portrait of how so we overcame that horrible mm -hmm. thing that happened during World War II. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, it's, how about now? How about now? Mm. So we also have Tankers, which is a Russian blockbuster. Yeah. Not to be confused with tankies. Have you ever heard this term <laughs> no. before? Tankies? It's people that are like pro-Stalin and oh, like pro-Mao. No, and it's like, that. yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> yep. It's like, listen, communism has always worked. That kind of hard line where like, if I'm going to, Pick this political ideology. I cannot demonize people that have come before, even uh, though that history has yeah. proven they have been very evil <laughs> people. I may be getting some of those details wrong, but that's how it has been explained okay. to me, which is what? Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I did not but you know, know that, that, like, I, I know people like NDP fans that, like, can't demonize anything the NDP has ever done because if they do, yeah. it, like, shows weakness to you. And can't. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. You like, can't do that. Nobody's perfect, yeah. and like you have to be willing to like mm. see where faults are too. Yeah, like, to be able to improve. Yeah. I mean, that's what just... again, uh, we're the politics podcast. You like, yeah, you know, know, Doug Ford or will refuse to like admit any mistake. Yeah, because it's like the Trump logic, right? Is like if you mistake, if you admit mistake, then. You, people will be able to attack you with things yeah. as opposed to just being ignorant about it and pretending it's never your fault. Yeah, that makes things better. Yeah, that makes things, well, it obviously does. Yeah, Because it works. No, it works. Yeah. And it's it's depressing how well it works in mm -hmm. today's day and age. So yeah, this is a Russian blockbuster. I'm sure it's very yeah, propagandistic. Sure it's very propagandistic. Yeah. These things do really well for us, though. We've had Weird. a bunch of these like Russian or Eastern European Guardians. Epics. Did those yeah. superhero yeah, movies? You no, know, Guardians actually did okay for us. <laughs> okay. Show Factory put that out. But there was one that, you know, Squadron 303, I think mm. we talked about back. Oh, that man. might be Ukrainian. There's though, some right? about, like, the Afghanistan war, which is, woo, Russia's not on the yeah, right side of that yeah. one. <laughs> so I don't know. This could be very problematic. Mm. Probably is, but people like their war movies. It's a World War II, right? World so war II, yeah. you can just kind of, like. I don't know. It was a big hit in Russia. Mm. <laughs> For what that's worth. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> I'm sure I trust those box office yeah. numbers, just like China. I'm sure Putin produced this or something. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Inherit the Viper. Uh, I missed this one after I had already picked yeah, Mask and Anonymous. I'm sorry. I didn't have time to watch this this week, although I was very Very intrigued. tempted. Because yeah. it has uh, Mark's My man, boy. Josh Hartnett. <laughs> Woo! 
Uh, yeah, I like Josh Hartnett. Um, from the faculty? From the faculty. It's mostly the faculty. Yeah, oh, faculty. Uh, so good. I love the faculty. Uh, speaking of Harvey Weinstein. Actually, yeah. that was probably a Bob Weinstein uh, joint. Yeah, those Bob Weinstein films. over some. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. What's the difference? Yeah. It's not like Bob's that innocent. No. So. Um, but, yeah, faculty's great. I mean, I just like Josh Hartnett. Yeah. And the, I still do. I still have, like, a soft spot for Josh Hartnett. Yeah. I don't know why. Lucky I mean, number Slevin himself. I, yeah, I know. I hated that. Movie, <laughs> so, Inherit the Viper. I mean, I wasn't that sad because, like, if it was him fighting a viper, yeah, then I would have been be, like. Then I would have been all over it. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a backwoods kind of like drug. Yeah, about the opioid movie. crisis. Yeah, Speaking yeah. of problems that are actually uh, yeah, relevant now. Totally. Um, I'm sure this is pretty trashy mm. and exploitative. I don't think it's like a hard look at it. Um, but you wait, know. Josh Hartnett, that's a stamp of approval, right? Yeah, there. You know, stamp of quality. Josh Hartnett's trying a bit more mm. recently to be in. Yeah, he has been films. trying to called. give up all sexual yeah. things for 40 days and yeah, 40 exactly. nights. <laughs> you know what? I never actually saw that film. <laughs> oh, that is a thing. That was another bad. thing that like everybody at, when I was in high school, everybody saw that movie for some reason. He it. makes, um, the person that's not Helena Bowen Carter, but looks a lot like her. Uh, Shannon Sautman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, another relic. Uh, climax time. just by running a rose across her body. <laughs> Ew. Ew. That's a Ew. film directed by the guy who did so Heathers. Gross. Uh, yeah, don't and really, I, rem- don't I like remember it either, because at so. the end he is so driven mad with sexual lots that he's seeing everybody naked. It's like the immoral Mr. T's or a Meyer film. That is a different time. Eh? <laughs> Early two. And by everyone, I mean women. Yeah, like he doesn't exactly, see men naked. Yeah, of course yeah. not. Because he's not gay, right? <laughs> so <laughs> inherit gay. the viper, though. Serious, trashy Serious film yeah. about uh, have the opioid crisis. So I'm sure. Uh, also uh, coming out, available at Bay Street Video, Prototype, yeah. a Canadian 3D film experimental from 2017. Yeah, this is kind of a boon to get this one because it played at TIFF in mm. 3D about, yeah, three years ago now. That's where I saw it, mm. and I thought it was really cool. Um, but, you know, with really experimental 3D films, I guess there's not much of a market afterwards. So eventually, he, the guy who made it, Blake Williams, who is a contributor to CinemaScope. Mm. And, big uh, fan of uh, yeah. me and Mark. No, uh, we're a big we're fan. We're a big fan. I hope they're a big yeah, fan. Yeah, I hope they're a fan of us. Sponsor us, CinemaScope. Please, CinemaScope. This um, show is sponsored by CinemaScope. Yeah, no, I love CinemaScope. But he, I think he's also involved somehow with Grasshopper Films, who mm. has put this out. And he basically did a Kickstarter about a year yeah. or so ago to say that, look... This is a really expensive to produce, and I'm not sure if I can unless we get the demand. So it was kind of like a pre-order yeah. Kickstarter. And I guess he fulfilled it, and I thought it was just going to be some sort of thing where only the people who contributed mm. to it. Because that's what he was saying. It's like, I'm only going to produce yeah. a certain amount. But then, you know, Grasshoppers put it up on their kind of regular rotation now, and we got a bunch of copies. You watched this for the first time. I did. I week. bought it here because yeah. I was so excited. I, I got a projector. And uh, just like a little miniature projector thing. Hopefully screening's coming soon if you live in Toronto. Yeah. And... I it has uh, 3D capabilities, so you can get shutter glasses that like move, so they're not they're called active 3D glasses. And I'm like, yes, now I can watch 3D things. And I watch some things. I'm like, oh man, look at the depth! It's more depth than I've ever seen. Yeah. And then I sat with my partner and we watched Coming at You, Spaghetti <laughs> Western. She's like, whoa, it's coming right at you. And I was like, it's not coming out at me. <laughs> yeah, it's not working. And then I did more research and uh, what's called active parallax, which is stuff coming out of the screen. Okay. I think because of my eyes, it doesn't work. One eye is much weaker than the other. Right. And last time I went to the optometrist, she actually said like your brain has kind of rewired it. So you're fine, right. but it'll never be like perfect. And I think that's keeping, I want the guns that's to like come shame, out at me. Man. And most 3D that people sucks. say, like now, they don't usually use stuff coming out at you because no, it's a gimmick. Yeah. So like in Avatar, I think it happens once. Yeah, it's yeah. more like they just want to highlight the depth. 
but that's right. why but I that's, want 3D. No, I totally agree. Yeah. The only thing I like about 3D is like stuff coming at you. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I can't experience that anymore. But Prototype doesn't really have that much. It's mostly no. like photos in 3D. Well, this is and one depth. that I do like the mm-hmm. non-gimmicky. Just yeah, because he is. It is very much an experimental film where it's just all about using 3D for thing you know cinematic experiences that you don't usually get uh and you're right he takes a lot of old photos and video stuff and makes it 3d and mm-hmm. i think that's i don't know i thought it was really cool i mean it's really short it's only like an hour or so but that's just like an experiment i i don't know i like experimental stuff a lot and mm-hmm. this just did as somebody who's not even really a big fan of 3d these days i thought that was like the freshest kind of thing yeah you know so we want to talk about goodbye to language or something <laughs> like what he did with 3D, which has, you know, its yeah. moments. But this One is moment. more interesting to me than something like, yeah. you know. That. And it's available at Base 3 Video. Yeah. Is it available on Amazon? Can you buy it there? I don't know, actually. Mm. Because, like... A little pricey, though. Because <laughs> yeah, it's from Grasshopper sure. Films. <laughs> it would de- it's definitely pricey. So if you, you want know, it, you really need to want it. Yeah, and you do have to have a 3D player yes. set up. Like, there's no 2D Is there no 2D version of it? Nah, because I the thing like is most... I mean, it won't work in well, 2D. Well, just, like, there's no point to it if it's But I think 3D, 3D right? DVDs, if you play them in Blu-ray players, they automatically just look in 2D. Really? Because okay. it's encoded in a specific okay. way, yeah. Because, like, coming at you, I have the Blu-ray. It's a 3D Blu-ray. If you put it in a Blu-ray player, just play in 2D. Okay, And um, the same thing with most of the other Blu-rays I have. It's just encoded. You know what? I'm not going to make that promise, but I think that's yeah. the way. But why would you watch this film not in 3D? No point, yeah, there's right? no point. Yeah, otherwise you're just, I mean, yeah, you're. I guess you're getting photos and mm-hmm. stuff, but like the whole point, point is, is that 3D, 3D so. which the market is very small Slim, for. Uh, you can't even buy 3D TVs anymore. Nah, but we still do like have a market mm-hmm. for it. Um, I don't know about this one. Like the 3D stuff that sells is the classic stuff mostly yeah. and the gimmicky stuff. So I'm not sure how something like this will do, mm-hmm. but... All right, so moving on, the last movie of this, it feels like night because we've been doing this for so oh long, God, I know. Trauma Center. So yeah, we had the cage corner, right? So yes. I thought, of a, I thought of a moniker for every Bruce Willis movie. That oh, that's out. right, this is the it's, Bruce Willis one. What is this? It's going to be Willis Watch. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Willis Watch on the Bay Street Video Podcast. So unlike the cage corner, we have no affinity for no, Bruce Willis. No, I don't care about Bruce Willis yeah. anymore, really. Yeah, um, anymore. He burned me one I mean, too I, many times. You know, we all liked Bruce Willis, though. We back do. In the day, How can you, you not? Like John McClane. He's great, yeah. Mystery date himself. Oh, man, yeah, exactly. <laughs> His first feature film was Blake yeah, Edwards. I know. Uh, or Hudson Hawk. I've talked Hudson a Hawk, long time I about I still Hudson. shockingly have not watched. Listen, One day. Quarantine. I will say, yeah. Hudson Hawk. When I watch Hudson Hawk, I will mention it on this podcast. Okay. Bye. So I did watch Trauma Center. Instead of watching Hudson Hawk, I watched Trauma Center this week. Mm-hmm. Um which is terrible. So, <laughs> Who else is in it? Because it's always so Bruce Willis in 20 uh, minutes yeah, of it. Well, Bruce Willis, even though he's the top build star, is in like, yeah, 20 minutes of yeah. this. Um, and it's hilarious because he's only in shots where it's like on him. So any sh- even if he's in a conversation a with shot, somebody yeah. else and it's like an over the shoulder, it's clearly not him. It's like <laughs> over the shoulder. Do you think and it's a different, the guy that we found online? Bruce be, Willis double, double on Instagram? Yeah. Which we like, is this Bruce Willis? Yeah, we it's thought verified. It was, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's, I think Bruce it's like Dublé Blues. Yeah, Bruce I guess Willis. Bruce Willis is so famous that even his double can get a verified Instagram. If you search account. Bruce Willis, it's the first thing that comes I up. I know, and he looks like Bruce Willis. <laughs> he looks I, at we actually certain angles. Bruce, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Live so, the dream. Hashtag. Yeah, the, the real star of this movie is Nikki Whelan, who is an actress. Who's that? Been in some stuff. Yeah. 
She was in a Nick Cage movie called Inconceivable a few years mm. ago where she plays like an evil surrogate. Inconceivable. But, yeah. Um, anyways, so she is the lead and she and it all takes place in Puerto Rico, actually. Huh. They all shot it in San Juan. Oh, that's good. But it's kind of weird because there's all these like white Americans in San Juan. It's, <laughs> it's like doesn't star anybody who's like Puerto uh, Rican. Though, so it's like so. the impossible and, where it's like we got to get yeah, out. And they're all in San Juan. But there's no reasoning for yeah. all these like random like I white Americans. Is there tax credits? I feel like probably, there probably yeah. are because like well, New Orleans. Been shooting a lot of these kind of bad like mm. B movie VOD things in San Juan. Now, Speed so kills. Was that short in Puerto Rico? No, I think that was Florida. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is um, so yeah. It takes, so is she, Bruce Willis a doctor of some kind? No, unfortunately, <laughs> he's a cop. So she plays this woman who's moved there for some reason mm. with her sister. Their parents are dead. Whatever. She has to take care of her sister. She works there yeah. or whatever. And then one night, you know, there's this police corruption thing going on. She gets caught in the middle of some sort of, like, crossfire between these corrupt cops mm-hmm. and some informant, and she gets shot and taken to the hospital. But the bullet that's in her leg, because the, well, the corrupt cops use their actual police gun <laughs> for some oh. reason. So they're like, oh, they're going to trace it back to us. We have to get that bullet from her. So Bruce Willis plays the good cop who's, like, trying to protect her. So for some reason, he takes her to the hospital and is like, yeah, they're definitely probably... It's He knows it's, like, a corrupt cop thing. He's like, they're probably going to come after you, so what we're going to do is put you in the top floor, which is an abandoned wing of the hospital. very dangerous. It's all locked down. Yeah. Like, you can't even get out of here. Okay. And we're going to just put... We can't even he, get out he, of he, here. We're going to put one rookie cop, like, security guard. <laughs> you know, he's like, you'll be fine. And he's got, like, the you know, the trope where you have the one cop sitting outside the room <laughs> yeah, and they yeah. always, like, go to the bathroom. Uh, I know, something. this movie sounds great. And then it's like... And then, you know, you can just call on the phone and the nurses yeah, yeah. will come up. But then, of course, the first thing these cops they do... Cut they, the they cut the line. cut the line. She can't get out of here. So the whole thing is her just trying to get down to, like, the <sighs> second floor. But the hilarious thing is her sister has some sort of, like, asthma problem. Yeah. And she was admitted to the hospital earlier that night. So she's in the same hospital. <laughs> and at no point, even when she gets admitted, the Nikki Whelan for getting shot, does she say, oh, my sister's here. Yeah. Oh, talk to my sister. She, like, totally forgets about her sister until the corrupt cop guys kidnap the sister at oh, one point. Oh, God. Like, um, Sorry, yep. when you said asthma, it made me think of what was that? I think it was was it a Hurricane Katrina film? Was Paul Walker? It was his baby oh, on hours? Life I yeah. never saw that one. That <laughs> oh, I thought you would have. I know, I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this movie is bad. Terrible. Who directed um, it? Some hack. Some hack. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I don't even. Somebody who's not really done anything. Um, the only other noteworthy name in this, though, guy who does play a doctor. Mr. Steve Gutenberg is oh, in this. Oh, the Goot himself. Is he all like ripped? Two scenes. He's looking a little haggard. Big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big. We'll say that. Oh, big. I didn't even recognize in him. In Lavalantula, he's ripped. Oh, man. Yeah, he's not ripped in this. Um, <laughs> I didn't even recognize him for like the first like 10 seconds. <laughs> the like, wreckage oh, of time. So, I don't know. You know, I was going to say, like, they oh, should but, just shoot yeah. plates of Bruce Willis oh, just God. saying random lines, and he can sell them, like, stock footage. Then that made me think of Eric Roberts. But the thing about Eric Roberts is he's happy to be there he on the tries, set. Yeah, you know? And this is the thing. I was talking to somebody about this. Is like, when I see these John Travolta movies. Or he's movies, trying. They're both, they have enthusiasm. Bruce John Travolta Willis. did Q&As at screening of, of The, the Fanatic. fanatic. Yeah. He thought it was going to be, like, his Oscar movie. Mm-hmm. But with this one, like, Bruce Willis is so bad in this movie. Yeah. Like, I can't even believe that he was a good actor at one point <laughs> from watching this because, like, first of all, he sleepwalks. He looks drunk through mm. half the scenes. He mumbles his lines out. And then there's certain moments where you can tell he's, like, remembering, oh, I got to, like, be mad in this. So he'll just all of a sudden be like, oh, you got to tell me where it is. And it just comes out of nowhere. And I'm like, dude. And even the people acting with him are kind of like, yeah. it just doesn't cut well. Mm. And 
I don't know, man. Like they got he one just take. Does not try at all. Like <laughs> what a bummer. He's just Wes. Give him a call. Bad. And well, maybe and he like, he can't even do that anymore because that famous being fired from a Woody Allen movie because exactly. he couldn't remember his lines. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, he gets the odd role mm. here and there. They a big movie yeah. like you know Motherless Brooklyn. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking. We were not talking, on Mike, no, but later on. Later on, yeah, and yeah, you got cut into that apparently. Mm. So. I don't know. He's Bruce on the poster Willis. of Motherless Brooklyn, so obviously yeah. he can put ass in seats. I guess so, but he, <laughs> All right. he's just so depressing. He's just embarrassing. Well, though, that's our so. um, Willis watch that's update That's our Willis you. watch right now. So I, I wanted to do a new segment. Uh, now we're a real show. We got segments, mm. which is that me and Mark pick a recommendation, just one, yeah. that we would say, oh, I would from recommend checking le- that out. Huge list so based titles. on the list of titles... I mean, Uncut Gems, of course. I mean, that's just an obvious one. Yeah, that's an obvious one. So we want to take stuff that's a little uh, less obvious. I'm going to recommend Spies in Disguise (laughs) because (laughs) I know that's one that people listening to this wouldn't check out. So that's why I would say if you want, like, goofy, there's not even that many pop culture references in it, which is nice. Check out Spies in Disguise. Super fun. What about you, Mark? I'm going to go with Prototype. I know we just talked about Mm -hmm. this, and I know it's really niche, and, like, you definitely need to have a taste for experimental film, but... And a 3D. <laughs> and a 3D. And a 3D. Blu-ray. So, and so and this TV. is the recommendation for like three people out there, basically. <laughs> but you know what? It's worth a chance. And mm. I, I recommend it because I want to see releases like this gain a little more traction. Not in 3D, though. Not in 3D, necessarily. <laughs> yeah. But just like independently mm. made stuff like this, like experimental stuff that just kind of like, it's more like attuned to like video art and stuff yeah. like that. And you never really see this stuff come out. That's why I like Grasshopper a lot. Yeah, they do a lot of that stuff. So I'd like to see, and I know it was tough and probably expensive for this guy to like, for them to make these discs. So I'd Mm. like to see them sell some. And it is worth your time, I think. Like film doesn't have to be just like cult movies and narrative stuff like Stuff like this is worthy. And yeah. don't op- or documentaries or like documentary. the cave. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Important stuff like yeah. that or whatever. Video art. But never gets distributed. It never gets and we never really get it here. Yeah. So it's nice to see. You so, never yeah. get it here? Because maybe somebody doesn't order it. I know. No, it just never <laughs> it comes just out. doesn't you're I right. It doesn't order, have yeah. releases. But even even I can't buy this because I don't have a 3D player. So, <laughs> so somebody buy it for me. For me. And then With a 3D TV or a projector. Yeah. You could use that for other stuff as there well. You go. Uh, there you go. I have the ViewSonic M1 Plus. It's Ooh, beautiful. Wow. Battery power so you can recharge it. So it doesn't even need to plug into anything. <laughs> wow. has its own little stand. Wow. You are set yep. up. I am set, set up. up. <laughs> so uh, until next week, hopefully. We don't oh. know how things yeah. are going uh, right now. but We'll be here. I mean, I, I got- <laughs> Will you be here? I, well, I live here, remember? Oh, so in Toronto. In Bay Street if, Video. If I'm going to be quarantined, I'm going to be quarantined in Bay Street Video. That's so, right. <laughs> you know, come one, come all. <laughs> yeah. This is your life. You're like yeah. the troll of my Bay Street Video. <laughs> Before you buy a DVD, you'll have to answer question three. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so until next week, my name is Justin McGlue. And I'm Mark Hanson. Keep buying. And keep on renting. Woo! Please. Please, love to stay in business. Yeah. I don't have sick leave. I know. <laughs> These movies and many more are available at your local video store.